I watched Wacko last night. What is Wacko? He's one of the the uh, Warner Brothers. I, that's what I thought. But is he a, a standalone? Wacko. Movie? First he thrills, then he kills. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, it's uh, child star show business thing. He's like Danny Bonaducci just dep- gets a hooker and blow dependency and <laughs> was leaves, it wa- leaves the rest of the Animaniacs. And- was it Wacko that like did the Columbia Mexico? Blah, I don't blah, know blah, which blah, one's which. I think it was Dot. him. I know which one's Dot. Yeah, of course. Yeah, she's the hot one. <laughs> But could you imagine if he's a serial killer? He's just like pulling your body parts out while you're still alive. It just it's like does a song your about like pancreas sp- testicles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wacko is a John Doe. Uh, John uh, John Doe. John Doe. Do John. He's Do- my favorite. Don Joe Baker. Joe Don Baker. Joe Don Baker. What the? F- you're just saying names now. <laughs> Joe Don Baker. No, that's three names. Is that a dinosaur? No, he's a, he's the guy that uh, he uh, tried to kill uh, President Ford. Yep. Oh. Uh, I missed that one. <laughs> the, it, it's uh, I've been checking out a lot of Graydon Clark, his work. He's the director of, let's see, I brought it up here, uh, Joysticks. Oh, Joysticks? Really? Uninvited. Joysticks is fucking dope. Oh, yeah. Vidiot, uh, the fucking uh, 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 Uncle Rico. Yep. Uh, John. John Reese. Or John something? Reese, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that guy's awesome, dude. The Uninvited with the mutant cat. Oh, also, oh, I have one invited on tape. The, the the cat that like barfs up a, a, a thing cat? on the boat. It's got like the the uh, fuck. It's Fr- uh, Frank Drebin's boss mm-hmm. from a uh, police squad. Yeah, I've known. I've known. I've, I know I've seen Waco uninvited. Too. Yeah, but yeah. Also, uh, have you seen uh, Star Games with the uh, hologram clown? No. This, th- these are all riff tracks classics too. Oh. So. I didn't realize that uh, joysticks and and the uninvited were. Fucking same same dude, same director. Mm-hmm. No shit. But uh, Wacko is like a parody of s- supposedly Psycho, but not too much. It, it, so it's. But George Kennedy's in it, and he's it's like a che- yeah, George Kennedy. That's what I mean. It's like yep. a cheeky yep. fun Psycho. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's <laughs> played by Bobcat Goldway. Through. <laughs> no, he, he, uh, so George Kennedy is just always trying to molest his daughter, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like um wait did this guy do a movie called uh, student bodies it sounds like student bodies um, i don't think so all right if you haven't seen student bodies will you got to check that fucking movie out okay. it's it, like oh you did satan's cheerleaders though <laughs> oh that was the name of a dance troupe down in austin also mm-hmm. oh tight Hell they yeah. used to uh they used to play with the uh flame took subs a lot so that sounds about right. uh, the psycho billy and then these like hot tattooed up chicks and you know, black cheerleader outfits with six 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 across their bus lines, like pom poms, like tight. You know, doing satanic cheers. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the molestation. So George Kennedy always tries to break into her room and tries to molest her. And what the fuck? He gets caught all the time. You know, because it's funny. Yeah. Uh, do they have like a canned laugh track? Uh, they should, but it's uh. like, Daddy, what are you doing? And then every time he says, "Oh, I'm just mowing the lawn," and she goes, "Oh, you say that every time." What the fuck? It's, it's confusing. <laughs> and and it's George Kennedy, which is fucking crazy because he's a he's a well known actor. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Joe Don Baker plays a slob, a fat slob cop. Okay. My favorite Joe Don Baker uh, movie was Mitchell. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that shit? Oh yeah. Where he's like the cop. I have so I have Mitchell the actual movie, but then I have a uh, MST3K did it a long mm-hmm. long time ago. Buford Pusser. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that Joe Don Baker. Yeah. Okay. Sex symbol, Joe Don <laughs> Baker. <laughs> oh, we also watch... Uh, leather, leather handbag crossed with 
Yeah. I also sure. watch uh, Final Justice where he plays a cop that dresses like Slash between uh, Colonel Sanders and Buford T. Justice. Oh, sweet. And he's looking for a guy in Malta, but he's a Texas sheriff. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing about Joe Baker basically just plays a fucking cop in everything. Uh, he plays the governor of Georgia in the Broken Lizard. Uh, yeah, I, heard, uh, I just heard you say the word cop. Well, governor. It's the same thing, basically. Well, this one, he just pardons the Duke boys after they fucking cops. fuck over Boss Hog or whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's actually against the cops because he fucks up. But he's Roscoe always Pico he's authority, Clayton. man. He's p- always plays authority. Yeah, but bro. He, he pardons Uncle Jesse for punching out Boss Hog, and Uncle Jesse's played by Willie Nelson. Oh, because well, it's not John Disney. Stamos. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, <laughs> that fucking guy is going to be Tony Stark in some new shit. Apparently, what? I think just in animated shit. Oh, he's doing the voice. Yeah, I think, oh, okay. I think, but the the best uh, John Stamos movie ever was Never Too Young to Die. Too oh, fuck. Never died soon enough. Never too young. Yeah. Can't can't die quick enough. Oh right, I don't have the internet down here. Um, yeah, but anyways, it's like him and uh, it's the one where he's he's like a secret agent and he has to fight against uh the singer for Kiss. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, they got Gene yeah. Simmons. Yeah. Aren't they on top of a dam or something at, at some the point? End, yeah. yeah. And then he throws a briefcase at a helicopter and blows it up. Okay. Oh, also on Wacko, a young Andrew Dice Clay with oh. G- Gene Simmons here. <laughs> no. Mm. <laughs> All right, I got to find this fucking movie. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We And the USA. USA. Monkeys belong in North Dakota. Yep. Well, <laughs> you, you could probably get those Japanese snow macaques. Yeah. Yeah, but like you know. They Mar- don't have any hot tubs to hang well, out in. Well, always talking about they steal your shit. They like steal your purse and stuff mm-hmm. if you if you're not cautious. Delinquent monkeys. And speaking of small things committing crimes, uh, welcome back to how the West was fucked. How the West was fucked. Um, that that was a what a foreshadow, I guess. Foreskin shadow. Yeah, it's gross. Okay, so speaking of small things committing crimes, uh, what do you know about Anton Woods, Tony? <laughs> Anton Ray for Tony Wood. Anton Woods? A- Anton Wood with an E. Wood, okay. Didn't he start the Church of Satan? Nope. That's okay. Anton LaVey. Fuck. <laughs> oh, this is James Wood's kid. Uh, he is He is unless a James, Unless James Wood is, Woods is 200 fucking years old. Which no. he is. I don't know. Oh, it's kinda, kinda he could be. be. I saw him in that documentary pull a gun out mm-hmm. of his own chest. That's true. Yeah. Um, well. I, I I don't know. Fuck all. I didn't expect you to, but you are going to at least encounter one character that you know from times gone past, so get get ready for the return of the Butter Goblin. Oh, shit. The, the murdering Butter Goblin that got a different job. Well, I, I also found out about this from the uh, uh, Packer episode. Yes. Because he was in jail with Packer. Yeah. Oh, the, the wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, fuck Okay, this this was the guy that like he yeah 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 hold on hold on 
I'm trying to remember the Packer episode. He like they stuffed this guy in in the cell next to him, right? No, no, no. Okay, they're in the same penitentiary though. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you don't know shit about okay. this. Okay, because there was another guy in in there. There they they shoved him in the cell with Packer. And well, Packer said he was going to eat him or some shit. No, that would have been that would probably have been problematic for Packer. At the mm. time. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, in the penitentiary it was in uh, Canyon City, and we've talked about Canyon City oh, a yeah. few times. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, anyway, so. With this mystery adventure, uh, uh, let's uh, let Will kick her off with the comic sans and lovely NPR voice. There you go. Uh, that sexy Joe Don Baker voice, mm-hmm. or Don Joe. No, you had Joe it right. Don, Joe Don Joe Baker. Don, John Baker. Doe. John. John <laughs> Smiley Don Baker. Hey. Smiley Don Baker. Fuck yeah, that's my wrestling name. <laughs> I bake dinosaurs. No, Smile Don's a saber-toothed cat, so you just got to bite people in the neck. Yeah. Before you give them the people, Brownies? people's elbow. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then cough up the hairball. I'm just trying to tie the Baker part in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Baker, Montana. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, that's metropolis there. Well, you find dinosaurs down there. Mm-hmm. Which, Bus- not, not that a Smile Don is actually a dinosaur, but... Bustling dinosaur metropolis. It is. That's where you go to find you a T-Rex or a Triceratops or... They have a which is south of Mile City. Fuck you, Mile City. <laughs> it also goes in miles. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Mile City. And south and south and to the east. So Anton Wood, or his parents called him Tony. What? Yep. Okay. Uh, he's out hunting wabbits near the family farm in Brighton, Colorado. He is uh, November eighteen ninety two. So he is how many years old? He, well, his parents don't know. Right, but exactly. rough, rough estimate. 10 or 11. His parents yeah. don't know how old he is? Yeah. They never learned how to tell time? Wait, well, wait for it. But. <laughs> Did they find him in a fucking egg or something? No. <laughs> Not Mork and Mindy. So hunting one was one of his few enjoyments, along with dipping into his dad's beer stash while he was gone. He didn't go to school very regularly, though. Because school was like... Too far away. 30 miles away. (laughs) They didn't have a horse. But he did enjoy Sunday school when he went to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So nothing like a lack of education, but except for religious education. That always always turns out awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So Anton was an excellent shot with the rifle that was taller than he was. Musket. In Mm -hmm. fact, here's a picture. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, look at that. (laughs) Held together by wire. (laughs) With the jug ears. Oh, wow. They cut the, the... Barrel off. The barrel off, oh, too. Yeah. It fucking, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anton Woody. Wood. So uh, that same morning, three friends were out hunting. Uh, Alexander Baker, Harry Wyman, and Joseph Smith. Not Pro- bad, Joseph Smith. Uh, they're out hunting ducks. So Daffy and Bugs are on the menu <laughs> in this area. <laughs> so Anton saw him and came, uh, came up and asked Baker if he owned the horse and wagon. Be very, very quiet. He said no. And Anton said, uh, do you know what time it is? And Baker said he had no watch. Time to rock around. I only own this gun. Of course, as a 10 or 11 nerd, he's just pestering him with questions. Hey, mister, what kind of gun is that? <laughs> so uh, Baker goes to catch up with his two friends. Uh, they scared up a rabbit and Baker shot it. Uh, Anton wanted it, but Baker said, no, you little shit. So now he's it. like a retriever dog, you know, that that's not trained to release, you know, like. Drop it. Rip, Drop it. Rip, Drop it. Kitchen. So they hear a shot a ways away, so they catch up with the two two other guys. Smith was trying to fish a rabbit out of the hole after he shot it. 
Yeah, because he like shot it and it ran down the hole. So he's, oh, okay. I think he had like a piece of wire or a stick or something. He's just kind of like, yeah. Now he's like noodling for the rabbit. Uh, Anton asked him what time it was, and this time Smith pulled out a shiny gold watch. And Anton gets eyes all in him. Wood told Smith that he knew where a whole mess of rabbits were, only a mile from his house, so they're not too far from his house. I know where they are, but I'm not actively hunting the whole mess of rabbits that I know where they totally are. <laughs> Try to get the one out of the yeah. hole for minutes. Uh, so Baker and Wyman, they decide just to go look for ducks, but Smith followed uh, Anton in the opposite direction to get some wabbits. Hey, 10-year-old boy, let me just follow you into the brush. <laughs> not weird at all. They make it about 200 yards when they hear another shot. Uh, Wood and Smith were out of view, and they kind of didn't think anything of it because they're out hunting, and you're supposed to shoot Mustang stuff. Uh, Baker and Wyman returned to their wagons where they would camp, and Smith didn't come back, though. Uh-oh. So when it started to get dark, they went looking, but uh, they looked for about three hours but uh, and then gave up. Uh, next day, they looked again. Not long after, they found Smith's body shot in the back about 200 yards from where they last saw him. Oh, shit. Uh, the two men searched the body and noticed his gold watch and gold chain were missing. And his shotgun. So they hurried back to Denver and get the Arapahoe County Coroner, John M. Shivington. Boop, oh, boop, shit, boop. Shivington's back! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he's the coroner instead of just a psychopath. <laughs> so that's, uh, he wanted uh, greater political uh, mm-hmm. ambitions, but all he got was coroner, so. Because he's a fucking murdering fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, this is like the perfect job for him. It's like, yeah. I don't get to kill anybody anymore. Yeah. I just, I just have to look, to look at, at the dead bodies. <laughs> Put my fingers in the holes. <laughs> so they came back the next day with Shivington and uh, deputies Burt Holloway and T.J. Thompson. Wait, wait, what fucking year is this? 1892. Holy shit, dude. So, uh, yeah, uh, Sand Creek was 64, so. Oh, wow, this is like 30 years later. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Shivington's probably a little geriatric. Uh, so basically Anton becomes a suspect because he was the only other person miles around. Right. Uh, they follow Wood's footprints in the snow to his house. Uh, to be sneaky, they knocked on the door and asked for food in order to get in. Yep. But Maggie Wood, his mother, uh, turned him away. They did go away for a little bit and then they said, just said, fuck it, let's just go back and tell them their real intentions. Yeah. We're uh, here to arrest your 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, she told him that Anton wasn't home. He was at school, which uh-huh. he didn't was go alive. to school. Yeah. yeah, they didn't believe her, so they forced their way in. They found Anton hiding under the bed. <laughs> they pulled him out by the leg and asked him, "Where's the watch?" <laughs> so he sadly pulls it out of his pocket. Mm-hmm. Where's the chain? And then he pulls that out too. They also find Smith's shotgun under his mattress. I was to say, "Where's the shotgun?" Yeah. He pulls that out of his pocket too. <laughs> And Holloway just asks, why'd you kill him? And Anton said, I've never had anything nice. I just wanted it. Damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, my, my kids' friends are never coming to my house ever again. <laughs> I don't trust kids. So Holloway asked him to take him to the spot where he killed Smith. So Anton grabbed him by the hand and led him to the spot. Like they're skipping or Come something. Come on, mister, let's go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he said that he told his dad about the shooting and his dad said to keep it quiet. And they said, uh, his dad had said, we'll go out and bury the body later. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And their plan was to bu- bury it in their yard. <laughs> so Anton and his parents were arrested. His parents were arrested? Well, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. They, he admitted that he just killed a guy and they didn't get no, the authorities. And they, yeah. and they tried to cover it up. Yeah, that's true. 
So, of course, the story hit the papers, and uh, it was called the most cold-blooded murder in the history of Colorado. Which is probably... Uh I mean, pretty big line of bullshit. Yeah, no shit. In Sand Creek, but. I was gonna say we've covered some <laughs> fucked up shit in Colorado. <laughs> and at the time, laws made no distinction for age, uh, and the trial would begin February twenty seventh, eighteen ninety three. Well, except for I think you couldn't hang anybody under the age of twelve or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> they had to cut it off at twelve. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Well, because their body's not heavy enough <laughs> right. to actually break their neck, so. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the verdict seemed uh, to be pretty airtight because he's already confessed twice. Right. Um, Except for it's 1800s justice, so. So little Anton Wood walked into the court uh, courtroom to gasps. Uh, he didn't look like a murderer. But <laughs> What's a murderer look like? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. They come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Uh, one observer said that he just needed a severe spanking. This is the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the judge is like... Rule on, ruler to the knuckles, like <laughs> nut, straight Catholic nun style. Oh, he's like beating him with the fucking gavel. All right, you're good, kid. Get out yeah. of here. <laughs> Scamp. So, time, time served. <laughs> Anton was defended by John DeWeese, Henry Johnston, and John Converse. He was all of four foot eight and had big ears. Courtroom was packed, and people were forced outside, including uh, Smith, the guy who was murdered, and his sisters had to wait outside. Oh, shit. First order of business was selecting a jury, though. Anton was visibly bored with the whole process, as you would <laughs> be if you're 10. Defense wanted men who were fathers. Prosecutors were reluctant to seek the death penalty, though, because they feared the governor would overturn it. Well, Yeah. Uh, one man said Anton's father drank at his bar, so he was dismissed. That's one way to get out yeah. of it. Uh, one potential juror was asked if he had any sons, and he replied, No, sir, my boys have all been girls. <laughs> and the courtroom <laughs> erupted in laughter, <laughs> along with Anton. I thought it was funny, too. Mm -hmm. uh, so Anton grew bored and took out a bag of caramels, spread them on the table, and contemplated which one he would eat next. Fuck it. <laughs> This is so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's the cutest murder, <laughs> murder case in history. Oh, wait for it. Uh, so he would leave his chair and go sit with his parents on yeah. their laps or sit on the lawyer's on laps. Lap or, or sit on the jury's laps. Now, since we had the talk about the, the fucking monkey, like I'm just imagining him as a little fucking monkey now. Yeah. The capuchin, right? Walking around, sitting on. Hey, friend, so sit on somebody's lap. Why is it small things committing <laughs> heinous crimes? Uh, so the next day, the prosecution began. Uh, the Booth Malone was the prosecutor. That's a fucking banger of a name, dude. Mm -hmm. Booth Malone. Yeah, I think that was a uh, Burt Reynolds movie. Yeah. She wants his body. I came to kill you. I know. He wants his soul. Ours is an American cause. Now they both want him dead. <laughs> Burt Reynolds, Lauren Hutton, and Cliff Robertson. Malone, rated R. Starts Friday, May 1st at a theater near you. Check newspapers. Uh, he explained that he was just doing his job and doing his duty. He didn't want to seek the max sentence. He called Alexander Baker, one of the hunters. Uh, he was nowhere to be found. So he called Harry Wyman, the third hunter, and the bailiff found him in the hallway because mm -hmm. it was packed, so it's kind of hard to keep track of everybody. <laughs> can't even get our fucking witnesses like, in the no. fucking place. Yeah. Like the other guy's probably at the bar. Who, who the fuck knows? Jesus Went back to Christ. Denver. Who knows? 
So Wyman didn't add much to what was already known. Uh, they left Smith and Wood and then hear a shot and find the body the next day. Baker was found and brought to the stand. He added the part about Wood asking him about owning a horse or wagon or the watch. And Wood exclaimed, you have got nothing, anything, uh, got nothing on you, any, uh, have that, you? That's not, or something. You, have got, you have not got anything, have you? <laughs> that's what he was trying to say. <laughs> so Anton just kind of doodled on a notepad while, and bounced the pencil on his knee. Yep. Uh, Halloween Thompson, the deputies took the stand and explained. This is actual Did sample. Did you say Halloween Thompson? This is an actual sample of Anton oh. Scribbles. Oh, wow. We need to start teaching uh, cursive again. Cursive again, yeah. Yeah, because that's illegible as fuck. <laughs> Mr. E. Baker. Mr. E. Baker? Yeah, he's the witness. Oh, yeah. But Mr. It says them witnesses. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mystery baker, like, where did this pie come from? Right. <laughs> what are in these muffins? Yeah. People, I'm gonna kill next. Yep. Mr. <laughs> baker, make <laughs> a list. Yeah. Uh, so the deputies took the stand and explained Anton's first confession to him. Anton's attorney questioned them carefully, looking for a crack, because any uh, confession that was coerced or uh, induced by promises or threats could be thrown out. But both deputies denied any coercion. Uh, Holloway mentioned that Anton led him by the hand to the body and openly talked about the shooting right. while they're on the way. Uh, Anton said he wanted to watch, uh, but didn't want to kill Smith, but he had to do something yeah, to yeah. get the watch. We have no other way to do this, because fuck some, like, Oliver Twist pickpocketry or any shit like that. You know, just not sophisticated <laughs> enough, so. Yeah, I have a musket, so. Uh... Uh, both sides brought experts to the stand uh, for the prosecution. It was Dr. Oh, J.T. Eskridge. <laughs> who testified that Anton had enough intelligence to understand the legality or illegality of his acts and knew the difference between good and evil. Uh, Eskridge said Anton was a normal boy, said that he was remorseful, another sign that he knew uh, right from wrong, and he said that he also cried and was very sorry for what he did. Mm -hmm. So the defense called Dr. Eugene Grissom. He was a specialist in nervous diseases. Which... We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna delve into what constitutes a nervous disease, and as you'll find, it's lots of things. Yeah, I mean, well, especially eighteen hundreds, syphilis, fucking sure. You know, he said Anton was emotionally insane. I like, well, I like <laughs> emotional imbecile. Mm -hmm. Emotional imbecile. Yep. yep. Isn't that like a Radiohead song? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, and he also said that his parents came from a low order, meaning that they oh, were no. right. They were Polacks. Wow! Some fucking somehow we're gonna fit eugenics into this shit. Well, mm -hmm. did like, they get a phrenologist to it, fucking it, check okay, his head? Well, we're getting there. Oh here. no! <laughs> the question is like, um, Doctor Grissom like uh, was responding to Deweese's request to discuss uh, the parts of the brain. He's like, I could put my finger on the part of the brain if you could have one before me and tell you what you want to know. And they, and Dewey says, we have no brains here. <laughs> and then Dr. Grissom says, I judge so. <laughs> and then everybody laughed again. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the newspapers already pronounced him guilty and attacked the parents and called them Polacks. Yeah. Oh, super duper. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the Republican uh, called him a freak of nature in intellect and soul, though not in body. Because that's the thing is, oh, he looks normally formed. He doesn't look like a criminal. Sure, yeah, it's yeah. you know, yeah. But then, like later on, they're like, "Well, oh, that's in the second. Well, that's in the second trial where oh, you eat too much pork and sauerkraut, so your mm -hmm. dick didn't develop right, and your ears are too big, so you must be a criminal mutant." <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's like Tucker Carlson, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Jesus. 
You need to get your balls tanned, <laughs> motherfucker. So his parents were German-Russian immigrants who did speak Polish. Hey, so um, are my great-grandparents. Mm-hmm. So they did come to the U.S. in 1873 and went to work in the sugar beet fields of New Jersey. The happiest place on earth. Yeah, doesn't that just sound magical? <laughs> so they're they're like the Mexicans of their day that they get to work in the in the crappiest conditions, crappiest conditions, and not really be a part of the community. The Republican paper also said Anton's mother was quote large and all that is unpleasant in appearance. Fuck. She has heavy jaws, thick lips. High cheekbones, little mean eyes that are stupid more than anything else. That's in a newspaper? Yeah. And all her features are twisted into a dark, commonplace homeliness that satisfies the eye at one glance. Oh, it's Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. Well, it'll get like high cheekbones and thick lips are kind of a sought-after trait these days. Yeah, I'm into it. Little mean eyes that are stupid more than anything else probably can be left on the shelf, (laughs) but... uh... (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, The paper only said that her husband Thomas was... Less ugly and malevolent looking. <laughs> Less ugly? <laughs> yep. What, than her or than yeah, normal? Her. Okay. What the fuck? I'd fuck him, but not her. So Maggie's uh, born, born in name was Michelin Derzwilski. Yeah. That's, wait, what? It's her last name? Yeah. D-R-Z-W-I-L-C-K-I. Oh, it is. It's all vowels except for an I. It is Michelin, okay. Yeah. Okay, Michelin's the first name. Derzwilski. D-R-Z-W-I. You just got to make a noise like an electronic component shorting out. That's <laughs> Hello, my name, is, my name is Michelin. <laughs> oh, in North Dakota, we got a lot of people with surnames that are very yeah. similar to that. Yeah. Uh, she was 44. She had been married for 24 years and had eight children. But only Anton and an older brother had survived infancy. Oh, shit. And then the older brother had croaked at a, a reform school when he was at 16. Oh, that's why mm-hmm. they never sent Anton to school. Right? I don't fucking know. She at first couldn't recall Anton's birthday. Uh, she ultimately said January 15th, 1882, which would have made him 10. Yeah. Oh, I see. They didn't know his birthday because they just didn't. They He was like the last one, right? So they just were like, whatever. Right. Why keep track if they're just going to fucking die? Well, and then they they, um, they asked his dad, like, um, sir, how many children have you had? And his answer was none. Well, um, how, how many has your wife had? <laughs> oh, oh, seven and, and Tony. All the other ones are dead. Fucking like this court's just full of fucking comedians. Just just, just, just cracking wise, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so uh day three the prosecution uh, opens up. Well uh, well hold on. I wanna get oh, that one go. last jab from the Republican and they're the same guy that was calling her ugly and mean Stupid face eyed. and shit. Yeah. It's like they who saw these witnesses on the stand readily understood why Anton was a criminal. <laughs> it's basically like, we took one look at his fucking parents. Yep, criminal. Criminal. Fucking criminal. Look at these fucking ugly pieces <laughs> yeah. of shit. So, of course, uh, Malone has to remind the jury he's just doing his job. Uh, he told the jury it must decide on first or second degree murder or that Anton acted on impulse and should be acquitted. There was no manslaughter. There's no room for error there. Right. But the judge had denied the manslaughter thing. Either go free or we tie you into a windmill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malone said Anton was cold, calculating little murderer and asked for a verdict that said that. As Malone talked, Anton poked his fingers in the holes of his chair and yeah. rested his chin on the chair and yawned. He had a, like one of those woven wicker chairs with like little holes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. this kid's like, you know, poke, 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 poke. Well, and then doesn't he start, like, chewing on it? Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking oh, pokes his, 
Focuses holes in the back of his attorney's cane chair. Tired of that amusement, he leaned forward and bit the corner of Deweese's chair. <laughs> you got a monkey on trial. <laughs> right. So now it was Deweese's turn. He attacked the two key witnesses, Dr. Eskridge and uh, Deputy Holloway. He suggested that they were going into business together to investigate men's sanity, which I don't know where he what got that from. Fuck? Wait, to investigate men's sanity? Mm-hmm. Yep. So basically they're going to be paid witnesses for for all these oh. other trials that are popping oh, yeah. up for Look child at this murderers. Guy. Look at his sloping forehead. He's clearly a degenerate. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. I'm an expert. <laughs> so Malone gave his last word and said, uh, Rapahoe County expects every man on this jury to do his duty. He turned to Anton's parents and said, look at that. See what the training of such brutes as those have done for that boy? It has made him the little criminal he is. And if it has done so, what? In the name of high heaven, would you follow such influences that were allowed to continue? Basically, look at these fucking shit parents that their gross primitiveness. <laughs> and like, if we leave this kid with them, he's just going to... They made him fucked and he's just going to get continue to get more fucked. Yeah, look at these gross uggos. They're going right? to... He's going to be a fucking... Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, of course, Maggie Woods bursts into tears. And then Anton goes over and gives her a hug. Right. And the dad, Thomas, begins to cry too. And a lot of other people in the room cried because... That fucking prosecutor's a big fucking meanie. <laughs> yep. Damn, dude. So this was about noon, and the jury deliberated all day. And into the next day, they waited. Uh, the court expected a verdict, so they just kind of sat around. Finally, to pass the time, Judge Burns hears a civil case. Still, the crowd waited. Anton got bored and wandered uh, around the room, sitting on the laps of the bailiffs. <laughs> <laughs> At 2.45 p.m., the jury came in, and the foreman said that they were unable to decide. Judge Burns said to take more time. He reminded them that they were, uh, they were there to decide the verdict, and the punishment would fall to the judge, so all they have to say is guilty or not right. guilty. And, well, and they had to say uh, first or second degree murder. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So three hours later, the jury came back, still unable to decide the case. The judge <sighs> finally dismissed it and asked for a retrial. Oh, shit. Just a real toughie, you know? I yeah. Just, uh... My guess they weren't comfortable sending an 11-year-old oh. to be hanged. Fuck. Let's wait till he's 13. <laughs> Fucking pussies. <laughs> then we'll try him again. Well, the judge the, the judge has a solution for this anyway. Wait, so are they going to keep him in jail until they have this, oh, the yeah. next trial? Oh, fuck. Well, in mm-hmm. fact, they, the judge tells Anton, like, well, you're going to have to have another trial. So he's like, well, I guess you better send some pie with me back to the jail. Was Anton's thing. <laughs> I think his parents had already gone home to the ranch or something, too. Or, like, right after that, they, like, go home because who knows when the fuck they're going <laughs> to yeah. reconvene. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, we need to take a break before uh, we get into trial number two. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> Late for class. Forgot your books. Your cat was eaten by your dog. Your dog was eaten by a grizzly bear. McKinsey broke up with you after a three-month relationship. Boy, have you had a day. New from Bronson Swagger, the makers of the first American scotch comes child's play. The first whiskey for kids with fun flavors like black bean, goat milk, New England blue crab, grape, and many, many more. And it's only 50 proof. Go ahead and have that third glass. 
So unwind and leave your troubles behind Cause it's playtime Child's Play for Bronson Swagger Bronson Swagger It's good The James Brown Auto Alarm Ayo! 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 Really? Yeah, that's like one of the ads on the radio <laughs> The hardest the working alarm in Hollywood <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Your car will never go anywhere with the James Brown Auto Alarm. Also, you know, lets you know how you're, it's like a check engine light. It's like, I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> then it gets drunk. Like a sex machine. Smoke some crack. <laughs> Fucking, there we go. Yep. Oh. No, do you ever watch some of those interviews where he's oh, yeah. high as fuck? I was about to say, shit. like, his last interview he ever gave was fucking, like, chef's kiss. Fantastic. Yep. Uh, Mr. Brown, we'd like to talk to you about your, uh, uh, what was it, your court date coming up? And we welcome you, James Brown. How did all of this trouble begin? Living in America. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all. You're not in any difficulty, but you're out on bond. No, I'm not. Have I'm all the charges been dropped? Yeah, I'm out on love. Oh, well, are you out on love or out of love? Which yeah, is it? Out on love. Alone from night to night, you find me. Now, James, this isn't the first time you and your wife have had a problem. Are the two of you going to be able to work this out? Let's talk about some music. You oh. want to talk about music, and you don't want to talk about what happened? No, it's all over. Well, let's talk about your tour. When are you leaving? We're leaving tomorrow. And where are you going? Rio de, Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo. Brazil. Now, your, your fans will have read all about this, James. Aren't you concerned about no, that? No, no, Dagestan. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned because there's nothing wrong. And what are you going to say to your fans when they ask you some questions about it? I'm going to say I feel good. Papa's got a brand new bag. It's a man's world. Well, that's the second time we've heard that in two days. That's very interesting. Now, don't leave us, James. You stay right there. I'm we have more that we have something. to talk about. Well, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be Hello, doing Dad. on this tour. Uh, what'd you say? What are you going to be doing on this tour? I'm going to be doing Wait. Papa's got a brand new bag living in America. Sex machine, get up off of that thing. I feel good. Jam. Now, I understand that you I'm have real. already... James, I have to ask you one serious question here. I understand you already have started divorce proceedings. Does that mean that you're now eligible? Um, no, I'm, yes, I'm eligible. I'm single. I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now, the women love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What did you say? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Huh? Because I do look you think good. That is? You I look smell good. good. I yes. feel good. And you sing good. And make love good. Oh. Well, there we are. We don't have to ask anybody else. We got that from the source. <laughs> there, there you are. Now, you're involved in publishing a gospel magazine. Tell us a little bit about that. Anyway. Crispin Glover's middle name, Hellion. Oh, is nice. it really? Yep. Did he change it to that? Because it seems, sounds like he's something he would do. I don't know. Uh, investigate. Damn it. I'm pretty sure I, I snipped a clowny clown clown into an episode a long time ago. I'm going to have to do it again. It's. I was walking on the ground. I didn't make a sound. Then I turned around and I saw a clown. Had a frown. Stood on a mound. Started barking like a hound. To it, I found he showed me something that was brown. So we became great friends, and late in life, he got sick. 
Speaking of clowny clown clowns, let's uh, <laughs> go to this circus of a trial, part two. <laughs> All right. For the boy murderer. He as doesn't w- murder little boys. He is a little boy. Well, as Will said on the way over, is like he likes to introduce himself always as, you know, Will Boy Adventurer, but he's got to change it to <laughs> Boy Murderer. Boy Murderer. <laughs> Rusty so, Venture. So the first jury was split eight to four for conviction, So, uh, but nobody would change their minds, though. Uh, during that time, Anton Adore spent four months in jail and turned oh. 11 over that time. Oh, it's 1800s jail, though, so he's just in a cabin in the woods, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the retrial started March 20th, 1893. The papers weren't any nicer to him, despite he uh, describing his all-American looks. You know. Despite looking like an all-American boy, this piece of shit is a born criminal raised by apes. In the- <laughs> raised by ugly motherfuckers in the, in the forest. So they said every page of this boy's record since his confinement here proves he's viciously inclined. Uh, conscienceless which, rogue. Which they kind of Alex Jones that shit because they gave absolutely no transcripts from the prison logs. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. So they said while he's been in jail, he's yeah, just he, been an absolute well, they fucking said he was terror. Like, they said he was like pickpocketing the lady that was taking care of him and like yep. the bailiffs and guards and shit and like biting and scratching and assholing. And they call him a confirmed scamp without any redeeming it. Ooh, a confirmed scamp. That's going to go on my Facebook fucking profile. <laughs> confirm scam. Boy murderer. Confirm scam. <laughs> Generous lover. So just like problem child. Yeah, totally. You know, just like fucking problem child. Yep. He's going to piss on the fire. <laughs> so Anton was defended by the same lawyers, DeWeese and Johnston. And again, the, they were prosecuted by Booth Malone. Yes, Booth Malone. Uh, the defense uh, dropped some bombshells that weren't mentioned in the first case. They brought Dr. F.G. Yoakum oh, God. to the stand. Here we go with some goddamn, not quite phrenology, but just really dubious. Well, he was an expert in nervous diseases. Yep. He said both of Anton's parents had syphilis. What? <laughs> he said he just said that? Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. And then he also said that, like, you know, since they had syphilis, like, Anton was, like, born with it or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> Uh, so he theorized this might affect Anton's mental stability, and he also had to throw in the parents of were of, of low intellectual order, mm-hmm. just to just to. In case you had forgotten, his parents are fucking just ugly mongoloid. <laughs> you know, just look look at just. him. Uh, also, it comes out during this trial that Alexander Baker, one of the hunters, he confessed uh, under questioning that he gave Anton a swaller of whiskey. Yep. When they were out hunting, what grooming man? Fucking grooming. grooming. Hashtag grooming. Uh, so the defense uh, claimed that that left him mentally impaired. But another thing uh, had more of an effect on Anton. Uh, Dr. Yoakum said Anton drank up to 20 cups of coffee a day. What? A fucking 10 year- Wait, what? That's, that's a picture taken uh, during his second trial. Oh, that's during the second trial? Yeah, so he's got that sweet polka dot collar. Yeah, yeah. No, he looks like a Raggedy Andy kind of. Yep. Jesus Christ. And what when we were on break, I was looking up uh, Shivington because I couldn't believe he was still alive in 1893 or whatever the fuck this was. And uh, I, I I told these guys, but uh, like, dude died in 1894. So he died like literally right after this. Yep. This is like the last My thing. My work did. here is done. I'm yeah, right. Got a child going to prison. <laughs> My life is complete. Then he committed suicide by cutting his own head off with a fucking spoon or something. Wearing his <laughs> rectum, as a, rectum as a hat band. Yeah. 
so Dr. Yoakum says Anton drinks 20 cups of coffee a day and eats five times a day, which is yep. just as bad. Wait, just- in jail? No, just his normal, well, he's saying his normal diet at oh, home. Oh, yeah. At home, okay. Well, okay. I was he- like, why do you guys feed him fucking 20 cups of coffee in jail, dumbass? Why won't he sleep? I'm going to steal your <laughs> shit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Straight fucking, I am Cornholio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his typical menu, breakfast, two or three eggs, bread, pork, and two to four cups of coffee. Which sounds not different from my breakfast yeah, me in the too. modern day. <laughs> That's about right. 10 a.m., bread and two to four cups of coffee. Lunch, two or three eggs and two to four cups of coffee. 3 p.m., bread and butter and two to four cups of coffee. Supper, two or three eggs, two plates of cabbage and pork, and two to four cups of coffee. I mean, it sounds like bullshit, but it also... Sound, it absolutely does, because these, yeah. these people are impoverished, clearly. His family is yeah, not... they do- don't have that much food. No. They can't. They don't have that much coffee. No, Coffee's fuck, a no. fucking luxury. Yeah, and it's, well, I mean, it kind of... I mean, it's not like you they, grow they, it on your farm. No, but you everybody had it, okay. like, because it's like, you'd rather have coffee than socks, you know? It's okay. like... Fucking well, you can. I mean, if your feet are cold, you can dump coffee on your feet. Well, like I said, with a, when, the, then, when they issue the army coffee, they usually got green beans, which then they had yeah, to you roast, had to and them. then you threw yeah. them in your sock and crushed them with a rifle butt so you right, can make right. coffee. Oh, God, dude. But I'm just saying, he's drinking like... Yeah, his parents couldn't have afforded to feed him also, like that. Also, I have a fucking four-year-old. She's soon to be five, and that kid does not stick to a structured schedule for right. eating. It's like, I'm fucking hungry. I want this, this, and this. Okay, whatever. So she eats like five times a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that kid's 10. He's probably yeah. fucking, you know, having growth spurts well, and shit. Well, you gotta assume he's like on the farm doing some farm work. Although, yeah. although like the way they make it sound, it's like they just sit around and drink coffee, eat pork, and occasionally go hunting and drink whiskey. Yeah. But Sounds awesome. So the result of this diet was uh, degenerate to his moral growth, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and it gave Anton large hands and a st- large stomach. And poorly developed genitals. Yep. Oh, what the fuck, man? I uh, like coffee taken in such large volume would retard the quote retard the moral as well as physical growth. I remember my grandma. I remember my grandpa dr- saying that shit. If you like, drink if coffee, you, drink coffee you, won't grow. you won't grow. Yeah, totally. What the fuck, man? So, Doctor Eskridge, he was once again called for the prosecution. He said that he didn't find any traces of syphilis on the boy. Well, I'm sure he looked pretty hard. Yep. And he <laughs> laughed at the coffee defense, but. I guess you can have the Twinkie defense, too, if you're going to shoot. Twinkie Har- defense? Wasn't that uh, the guy who shot Harvey Milk? No, I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, I ate a Twinkie and all the yellow number five fucking yeah, made me insane. he got off with the, uh, with the junk food. Uh, oh, no, fuck. That's off. right, that's right. But, I mean, the whole reason he got off is because, like, the fucking powers that be were, Did like, not care that they immensely, gay like, anti-gay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's why. So the jury was called the next morning, and they're ready to give a verdict. And this time, it was guilty of murder in the second degree. Uh, oh wait, you got you, you missed the whole part where the Republicans still cast in shade on Mama. Oh, okay. Uh, she sat in a dingy shawl, her head enveloped in a white worsted nubia, which I think is like a bonnet, which she kept on the entire day. Which why wouldn't she? Nobody takes off your hat since the eighteen hundreds. You must always have a hat. Also, the dingy know. shawl sounds like a, a English pub. Yes. Her swarthy suntan face was expressionless and vacant. Fuck you. So the boy murderer is uh, guilty of murder of the second degree. Uh, Anton didn't understand and asked Deweese what it meant. When he told him, Anton started to cry, and he wouldn't stop crying and was led back to jail. God, so fucked. Uh, April 5th, 1893, Anton was called back into court for sentencing. Oh, 
wait, 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 wait a second too. Like, uh, the other thing is I like the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, gets in a, oh, s- Steel, uh, the lead prosecutor, when they when they had the thing where, oh, he's all crazy from eating all that pork and sauerkraut. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, his response is, I have seen in the history of Colorado when a meal such as that would have been fit to be set before the president of the United States. And saying, like, that's like a Fancy good shit. meal for yeah. Colorado. And he, and he would have considered it the best meal he had for a week. If pork and sauerkraut produce insanity, pity the condition of the inhabitants of the German Empire. <laughs> Which yeah, makes right? sense. Yeah, you know, totally, buddy. dude. Holy shit. But uh, Hitler was a vegetarian. Though. Yeah, see? Ha-ha! Eat your pork, kids. <laughs> Keeps you wholesome. <laughs> so he's back for sentencing. Uh, before the uh, sentence was pronounced, the judge again asked Anton's age. This time his mother brings in the family Bible to prove his age, because he have it written down there. Yeah. Like the Holy Bible, or it's like the yeah, family... The, when they pass down, it's their Bible that has been passed down, oh, family okay. Bible. And it's like, yeah, look, I wrote down his birth date. Well, when did you write down the Bible? <laughs> Would that happen to have been this afternoon? Cause, <laughs> <laughs> but it said uh, he turned 11 in January, even though she had trouble remembering the first time. Right. Well, then the, but that didn't convince the judge, though. Who just arbitrarily decided that the kid shot the guy while he was 12, mm-hmm. even though he had just turned 12. Oh, in what? jail, a stance. Yeah, he's like, nah, nah, he's, he's fucking 12. I've decided. We'll try him as an adult. Arbitrarily. <laughs> because that made him eligible for prison. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they decided he was too dangerous to go to reform school. Which, since his 16-year-old brother died in reform school, that would tell me reform school is too dangerous to go to reform school. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, since jury said the jury said murder in the second degree, he wasn't eligible for the death sentence, though. Darn. Nuts. Uh, the judge pronounced the sentence, 25 years hard labor at the state pen in Canyon City. Oh, my God. Well, the youngest that, prisoner ever His there. lawyers were still trying to appeal up to their, basically trying, they, they went back to the, he was drunk. He was drunk. He was drinking a bunch of beer, and then his dad was feeding whiskey, even though we never mentioned his dad was hunting with him before, because he wasn't. And then uh, that other guy, remember that guy that was grooming him, giving him whiskey in the woods? Yeah, see, he was drunk. He was drunk, yeah. And, and the judge is like, nah, nah, man. So, Anton was taken to prison, stripped, searched, and sprayed for bugs. God damn it, dude. Uh, that just, like, picturing the, the farva getting the lice powder. Yeah, yeah, the powdered, it's like, powdered sugar. <laughs> it's powdered sugar. It's like, oh, uh, the, the, the lice, lice hate, hate the, the sugar. sugar. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> uh, first, he got his own cell, and it was treated gently by the prison staff, and he was a model prisoner. He worked hard to educate himself in the prison library, making up for his lack of education. Here he's in his little prison jumpsuit with what his. What the fuck, man? God, America sucks. Prisoner number 3199. Yep. So he practiced music and art and became a conductor of the prison band towards the end of his stay there. Mm-hmm. In 1897, the prison charged 25 cents to go visit. Like the zoo? Mm hmm. Did you get like a bag Come of, see the boy murderer. Twenty five cents of popcorn to throw. <laughs> Some peanuts. Uh, Anton didn't have to break stones in the yard. Because uh, he, <laughs> he fucking couldn't. Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> the, fucking child. The way this prison is built, like it, you know, it's kind of built up against uh, rock face, which it's its own stone quarry. They had limestone and uh, sandstone there, so they and that was an export because the prison system was shittily funded. So the prison kind of. Made stuff. Had to produce things. So, yeah. yeah, they had guys constantly mining their way into the hillside behind the prison. Yeah, I've, I've seen the old Superman movies. Yeah, well. Lex Luthor and his fucking nephew keep getting put in prison <laughs> to break rocks and shit. Right. 
So he gets to work in the prison office. He was also taught by a cellmate who was a professor who taught him German and French. And Anton learned to play the violin and became a passable painter. Painting passables. Much, much like George W. Well, Bush. I, I mm-hmm. wish he would add some of his paintings in this book, but they didn't. Because I'm picturing kind of, I was going to say picture, picturing very much like the George W. Bush. Yeah. <laughs> but on the night of January 22nd, 1900, one of the most famous escapes happened. Oh, no. Uh, Anton had turned 18 the week before. That night, William Rooney, the night captain of the guards, was stabbed and killed. The escape plot was hatched by Charles Wagoner and Thomas Reynolds. They drew in a third guy named Frank the Kid Wallace. Mm-hmm. And Anton Wood uh, kind of tags along as an afterthought. Well, it's because oh, they, well, they were all assigned to be working night duty on the boiler. So Anton was on their work crew, and they didn't tell him none of the shit was going down. It's like you're. Oh, he just happened to be there. He was on their work shift, and they're like, and they fucking murk this guard while he's like, "Uh, what the fuck, man? Well, then they're like, you're coming with us, or you know, we'll kill you too, kind of thing. Yeah, because they were afraid if they left him behind, he'd like alert the guards. Yeah, Yeah, so damn, that's Jesus, poor Mm -hmm. kid. So a guy named Zell Humphrey was in the the boiler room engineer. Uh, He got drug drug into the barber shop. Uh, Anton kind of stays behind in the boiler room, kind of scared, and then Kid Wallace yells at him, you better come with us or you'll get into serious yeah. trouble. Because we just stabbed this guy, and if you're just standing there, they're going to blame you. So they tie up Humphrey and hold him at knife point, and they tie up another guard. Another guard saw what happened and ran to alert the others, and the alarm was sounded. Well, and he started shooting ineffectually. <laughs> and also, that's a good thing about having a prison in your town, and the whole town wakes up. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warden Hoyt ran from his house in the night in his nightshirt, firing his pistol wildly in the air for yeah, no reason. I picture straight oh, up, sweet. I picture straight up Yosemite, Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam, yeah. <laughs> so since the boilers were unattended, they stopped making steam and the electricity went out. Uh-oh. Why? Well, so that it's well, that, was, that was part of the thing that those guys, that was part of those guys' escape plan too, didn't they? Like kind of sabotage it so the lights mm-hmm. would go out? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think they poured something into the... Sugar in the gas tank? Yeah, something. It's not how boilers work. In fact, they just made rum, basically. (laughs) (laughs) So the four escapees now went to the wall with a makeshift rope ladder. Uh, By the time Anton and Wallace made it over, uh, Wagoner and Reynolds were long gone. Anton and Wallace go towards Cripple Creek. Here's what the prison prison looks like. That's uh, called her Old Max... Going up to Cripple Creek, going on a run. This is the going up Cripple Creek, exactly my Cripple gun. Creek they're talking about. Uh, and the other two guys, they go east to Florence. Kentucky. All four vanish in the dark. They were helped by the guard at the tower near the escape. He told the warden he was inside eating lunch and that he didn't hear the sirens. <laughs> in reality, he just lost his nerve and hit, yeah. on, the, hit, in, hit on the floor. And- and he was, uh, pres- or, uh, 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 what would they call it? Pronounced uh, redundant about a week later. They fired, mm, they fired, fired him. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, aside from Anton, they all had extensive criminal records. Uh, Wagner had 19 robberies in Denver, and he was covered in scars, so he was easy to find. Mm-hmm. Reynolds had a couple of tattoos. Uh, he was in for a store burglary. But the meanest was Kid Wallace, who was the guy who actually did the stabbing, right? Well, I thought a couple of them actually took turns stabbing, I think. Because they were, like, passing their fucking knife around, kind of. Oh. 
Well, the one guy was. That's no, one of those like you have guy, to participate. The one, the one so, guy was choking the shit out of the guard, and the other two stabbed him a couple times. But he got stabbed what like I think it was like three times in the chest. Yeah, I, I'll see if I can find it. It's like they like everyone in the crew has to participate so that nobody can. Kind of, well, except for nobody made Anton do it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he was the meanest for some reason. Uh, Kid Wallace. He was 24 years old and already been in jail for five years for robbing a train in Victor. Uh, also, the wanted poster said Anton had large ears, so be look out for Bat Boy or something. <laughs> uh, Wallace and Anton weren't prepared for the escape, though. Despite the frozen weather, they only they carried no hats. They only had one coat between fucking, them. Fucking, oh, that's got to be that's so illegal. Fucking do no hats. Uh, they were captured three days later and looked in a sorry state. Yeah, because they were starving. Listen to this menu, huh? They ate a uh, little corn, a raw chicken, uncooked <laughs> turnips. So 1800s raw chicken, you are going to be like just shitting your guts out. I was going to say, they can find them by the fucking trail of diarrhea yeah. they're leaving behind. Well, but then, then then they plug back up by just eating raw turnips that you can't digest. So you just... <laughs> so they're tired, uh, cold, and hungry, and they surrender to their trackers, who is Charles Canterbury and Will Higgins. Ages nine and eleven. Yep. What? <laughs> well, cause, wait. They surrendered to a nine and eleven year old because well, yep. they, they the kids saw them out like rooting up fucking tubers and shit in their in their in their in their, <laughs> in their turtle patch. <laughs> they're like out there digging shit up. They're like, this doesn't seem right. They they're, got they're like, wearing their stripy, you know, old timey prison. Oh suits. my god, dude! I so did, the kids, I think they just went back to the house, like tried to tell an adult, but just end up grabbing guns, didn't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they were happy when they had some hot coffee. Uh, they asked to be secretly taken back to the pen, not to get lynched. Yep. Which is going to turn out Which to is be a, good a, idea. a prudent idea, yeah. So they uh, go back and hide underneath some quilts in the back of the wagon when they go back. Wagoner was caught in Florence a day later. Hungry and cold, he knocked on a door and asked for food and a hat. Then the lady of the house goes and tells the sheriff, and they chased him. Wagner escaped, but Reynolds got caught in a barbed wire fence. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, uh, they finally found it. Uh, the Officer Rooney had been stabbed seven times, twice in the heart, three times in the kidneys, and once in the side and in the shoulder. Evidence of the vicious frenzy of assault. So, yeah, it was like a gang stabbing. Kind of. So, word gets back to Canyon City, and a mob of 500 waited for Reynolds. Uh, Reynolds has to be shot rather than hung. He was taken in a roundabout way, but the mob still caught up with him. Reynolds was taken by the mob. A rope was brought, but they realized it was too short. Yep. So a second rope was found, and they tied him together. Yeah, I don't know why they just didn't go get a... It's the 1800s. This is just rope everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Just go find a long enough rope. <laughs> so yeah. 20 men yanked Reynolds over a light pole. At the last moment, he was let down and asked if he had anything to say. And Reynolds said, give me a cigarette. And then someone yelled, you, you can, can smoke, smoke in hell. hell. <laughs> oh. And so then they just all yoinked him up in the air oh, and let him shit. strangle for a good long while. What if I don't believe in hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so his body was left there overnight, and in the morning it was visible to the prisoners in the penitentiary looking right. out the window. Well, also, like, while he was, like, hanging, like, somebody hollered, uh, or somebody asked if he would be good now. What? Like, well, he's like, ah, you know, like, you're going to be good now. Christ, dude. Uh, <sighs> Wagner was still on the loose, though. Uh, papers would report uh, there is only hours away from being caught, but 
seen in all sorts of different cities. Reynolds. That's Reynolds. Dude, he looks like a cartoon. I was going to say, not to do some phrenology of my own, but... Dude, he looks it, like some. He looks like a cartoon of a bad guy. Well, it's like if you're, and also where his eyes are set. Like yeah. if your eyes were there, they'd be in the middle of your forehead. Okay, okay. So, all right. So, uh, uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah. When he gets sucked into the book. Yeah, And yeah, he's yeah. like pulling himself yeah, yeah. back out. <laughs> There's the one scene where his face is like extra fucking long. Yeah, long. That's what he looks like. Exactly yeah. what he looks like. Look at that fucking guy, dude. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> he looks like the bass player on Miami Connection. So uh, Wagner's never found, though, even though he's reported being seen in every city across the West. Right. Just like everybody else, like the Apache kid who had been dead for years. Mm-hmm. So Wallace and Anton get uh, 96 days in solitary. 96 days. And solitary, in this case, was like um, you get a plank to sleep on, a bucket to shit in, and you get bread twice a day. Twice a day? They're yep. getting it too good in there, man. Yeah. Uh, actually, the fun part is the other guy, not uh, Anton, but the other guy comes out having put on weight. What? Yep. Uh, and then the doctor said it was because like he was deprived of cigarettes and tobacco, and the cigarettes and tobacco were, were making him skinny. <laughs> skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so you know, which isn't fair to Anton because he just goes along because he was right. afraid of the other guys. Wallace and Anton were tried for murder of Rooney in January 1901. Again, Anton was defended by Deweese, uh, but Anton was let go due to lack of evidence that he took part in the stabbing. Wallace was ID'd by several witnesses as being the murderer. Well, and also, didn't he, Wallace even testify that Anton had nothing to do with it? Mm-hmm. So Wallace gets another 25 to 45 years added to his sentence. You win 25 years. Yay. Uh, when he broke out, he only had four months left to go. What a dumb fuck. Wait, what? They, he, well, it wasn't his idea. He kind of went along I guess, but... Wait, wait, Anton had four months to go? No, no Wallace. Wallace had I four still months to go? I was still, I think you would have been like, guys, I, I have like four months. Just go. Yeah, you can fuck all the way off. Like, I'm going to stay here. Wow. Try try to stab me, fuck around and find out, but I'm staying here, you know. But by escaping, Anton got all his good behavior time wiped out and um, would um, have to serve um, out uh, his 25 years, which uh, means he would be out in 1918. Uh, Warden Hoyt, Hoyt came under fire in the papers. It helped that he was friends with Governor Thomas, though. Hoyt blamed the lack of funds for the prison escape. Wait, Hoyt was? The warden. The warden, okay. So Wagner was the only plumber in the whole prison and was employed in the boiler room. That's why he was there. He should have been in a cell and being a flight risk. Hoyt was also bothered by the fact that the prison employed many friends of political appointees. Right. And family members. Well, and that's the thing is you couldn't get like normal people to work there because since there were so many like, appo- or, like appointees even didn't want to necessarily because as soon as a political party changes, you're losing your job. As soon oh, as your like, yeah, sugar yeah. daddy is out of office, yep. you're getting replaced unceremoniously. Seems like a shitty way to run a fucking <laughs> anything. Yeah. Too bad it's still kind of that way in a lot of places. Yep. Uh, six months after the escape at Irving, he was serving a life sentence. He just simply walked out of the prison library. <laughs> Nobody thought was of putting like, a guard there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or locking the door. Or not having it be apparently with a door Open to the, the outside. outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the death penalty was abolished in Colorado in 1897, but now people wanted it back. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty fucking actually progressive. Mm-hmm. For 1897? Yeah. Wow. But it was brought back in 1901. Oh, thank yeah. God. 
And Gary Davis was put to death by lethal injection in 1997, so yeah. they still got it. Well, there was another guy. I can't remember his name. It's it's mentioned in the book. Like the, They went from hangings to a gas chamber that was supposed to be more humane, humane which is yeah. not the fucking case. No. But like uh, they told the last guy, he was like, hey, guess what? You're going to be the last guy ever hanged in Colorado. He's like, thank you? Well, he's like, what the fuck good does that do me? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. Kind of asshole, like, hey, it's pretty cool. You get to hold a record. You're going to be the last guy hanging in Colorado. Isn't that awesome? Like, yeah. <laughs> no. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, my God. That's so fucked. Then they change it from gas chamber to, like, stabbing. Then they change it from stabbing to, like... Piranha tank. Yeah, piranha tank. Then it was, uh, you just get hit well, I'm by sh- I'm sure several like, cars until I'm you're sure dead. I'm sure the electric chair was uh, somewhere after gas chamber. Yeah. And then, yeah, then then on to lethal injection, unless they had firing squad action. They should be human cannibal. Which, where, wasn't it... Where does it like South Carolina just brought back firing squad because they can't get, yeah. Cause, well, they're having a hard time getting people, oh, yeah. getting the drugs that, to do execution by lethal injection. injection, and then the fact that getting a somebody with a medical background to execute people is hard. Well, that's why they've been having all these guys with like they're experimenting with different shit, oh, and they're oh. just like suffering. So I think it was South Carolina just just like fuck it, we're going back to the firing squad. It's more humane. Well, like I, I'm talking about within the last month. I mean, if you if you've read or heard anything about like even lethal, any, lethal inje- any kind oh, of yeah. fucking like le- corporal punishment like that, like it's fucking yeah, I, I, nuts. I hate to admit it, but firing squad is probably it's probably well, the well, most well, humane, right? Yeah, which is fucked. Other than, other than death by snoo snoo, <laughs> get T Rex in there. Yep, <laughs> we're all gonna get drunk and watch Faces of Death after this. No. <laughs> Or watch Traces of Death, that's, where it's, it's got the it, fucking metal band playing over Well, it's shit. got the metal guy that's doing the announcing that always keeps his back to the camera and yeah. talks like, kind of like Alex Jones, but only metal. <laughs> or pretty much uh, sounds like uh, Nathan Explosion. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. The whole time. Brutal. So three years later, June 22nd, 1903, the prison exploded. <laughs> Just okay. spontaneously. So six inmates tried to blow themselves out of prison. They even had enough explosives hidden away that they had leftovers. How the fuck did you do? What? Well, remember, they're working a mine, a quarry. Oh, you're not, sure, you're sure, You're not sure. doing everything okay. with picks and shovels. All right. Got to make that money. You can't just, you know, you got to accelerate this process. Uh, at the <laughs> time. Here's some, here's some dynamite there, John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> fucking. So Anton was working in the uh, warden's office. He kind of sensed something wrong, so he pushed the alarm. Uh, that might have been before the explosion. Yeah, I was gonna say like boom, like it, like, like I, I like to think like a long cord, like a sizzling fuse. You know, just passes. <laughs> he's got his desk. It's like <laughs> right, right, right past him. That's weird. Maybe I should turn in an alarm. Something seems untoward. Uh, he, he continues pressing the button until one of the escapees broke into the office and threatened to cut his throat. Hey, stop! <laughs> stop alerting everybody. Then Anton left to warn the guards, and Anton actually phones up the warden at the Strathmore Hotel in town. Where he's hey, eating. warden, uh, it's Anton. So, how you doing? I think we might have a slight problem here at the prison. So, the warden orders the guards to take a position on the south wall and shoot, shoot anybody who escaped. I like how they need orders to do that, mm-hmm. since they're having, like, you know, riot and cell block C fucking what do meets we do? the rock happening here. Do your job! Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he told him to be careful not to hit his wife who was in prison visiting and who was taken hostage. You'll know her because she's wearing a dress (laughs) and a a hat. (laughs) So the prisoners used their hostages as shields and walked across the yard. Uh, They blew up the first gate. 
Where's Tom Horn when you need him? Just mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Shoot, shoot an eye out. Then they blew up the outer gate, and the prisoners rushed through. One of the guards shot, thinking that she was shot. Mrs. Cleghorn, the uh, the wife, yeah, fainted. Uh, the prisoners tried to drag her, but left her. Straight like, uh, was it Lou Ferrigno in K-Man? Like, or no? It's uh oh, it's no, it's um fuck. What's his name? The guy that played uh, Sloth. Oh yeah, uh, fuck, fuck, gah. The guy that played Sloth in the oh, Goonies. Oh yeah, that guy. John okay. Matusak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the uh, from the uh, Raiders. Yeah. So one of the guards chased uh, one of the escaping prisoners in the Kaikendal. Whoa. Uh, they caught up to him, and Kaikendal threatened to use his nitroglycerin on him. So. Wow, guard- he's like a supervillain. In- <laughs> I'm just going to hurl a vial of nitroglycerin at you. That's actually a pretty potent threat. Mm-hmm. Ninja vanish. If you weren't an armed guard, just shoot the fucking guy. <laughs> Well, armed, It'll blow himself up. Well, the armed guard uh, goes back for his rifle. And he goes is, back for? Oh, hold on a bit. Oh, yeah? <laughs> we go get my rifle, then we'll see how big you are with your fucking nitroglycerin. I'll be back. I'll be fucking back. You Don't stay you right fucking here. move. <laughs> so he sees Kuykendall in a ditch and shoots him long distance. Awesome. There there we go with the Tom Horn. Mm-hmm. There it is. And then he runs up and shoots him again and rolls the body into the water. Well, uh, double tap. Yep. One prisoner was found uh, near and gave up, so... Because he didn't want to get shot twice and thrown mm-hmm. into an irrigation ditch. How dope would that look, though, if you, like, aimed for the nitroglycerin vial? Oh, that's an action movie. Pull the guy up. Uh, a prisoner named Armstrong had put on civilian clothes and just walked up River Street there in town. But he was recognized by the warden's son, who is also a guard, who was just walking down the street. Who And the, uh, the son realized his shotgun was unloaded, so he just cracked the prisoner over the head. <laughs> Sweet. Two prisoners tried to escape on a horse, but the citizens shot the horse. Yeah. And then oh, they were caught. What? That horse was aiding the betting known fugitives. <laughs> <laughs> look at it. Just look at the horse. It's guilty. You can tell by the shape of its skull that it was <laughs> born to be a criminal. <laughs> Man, you should have told me there, there were going to be horses harmed in the making of this episode. It's just implied, dude. <laughs> Uh, another man was found uh, hiding under a boxcar. Oh, uh, remember Shivington uh, was famous for killing all those mules. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That was the guy that he like shanked like 50 fucking mules or whatever. Oh, 2,500. Mm-hmm. Oh, 2,500? Yeah. I swear to God, it gets bigger every time. It was a supply train. So uh, another guy's under a boxcar. The whole thing took about 90 minutes. Uh, Mrs. Cleghorn was unharmed. All five of the surviving escapees got 60 days in solitary, so only one guy died. Now I'm just imagining the horse with like a like a bandit mask on, yeah, yeah. Like walking on two legs with like a fucking, you know. Straight El Cabong. It's like, yeah, like a fucking <laughs> knife in its hand yeah. or a gun, like a six-shooter. That's like uh, Brave Star, the, the cartoon, I think we talked about it before, the Space Cowboy. And he has his horse 30-30 that he either rides around on or then 30-30 stands up and has like a giant fucking gun. Like, all their enemies are, like, snake people and mummy people. And, like, Brave Star is, like, half Native American on some planet, but he has, like, the strength of a puma and the eyes of an eagle. Brave Star. In a distant time and faraway place, the planet of New Texas floats deep in space. Sky three suns, land of precious ore, the carrion rush brought outlaws by the score. And one day, a lawman appeared. 
with powers of fox, wolf, puma, and bear. Protector of peace, mystic man from afar. Champion of justice, mortal brave star. So Anton was hailed as a hero. Uh, that same day, the prisoners' board of uh, commissioners were at the prison. Oh, that's how it always works. Wait, they just happened to be there? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's, oh, it, shit. It, you know, it's like Caddyshack. Like <laughs> when all the, uh, or not Caddyshack, uh, uh, Police Academy, when all the other police chiefs from around the world are like oh, visiting. to be there, yeah. And they get citizens on patrol. <laughs> they got to get saved by citizens on patrol because they all that's get locked right. up by the prisoners. That's right. Mm-hmm. When they're all doing Simon Says. Mm-hmm. Randall Tex Cobb. Yep. God, I I looking for a, a a sample of Randall Tex Cobb. I uh, I watched a little documentary about his life when he was a boxer. That yeah. he, he used to get paid to take dives mostly. Well, then he got f- completely fucked by his manager. They yeah. took all his money, and then the uh, the IRS was like, "You made this much money." He's like, "No, I didn't get any of it." They're like, tough shit. You still owe us like like a couple million bucks in fucking taxes. Right. And so he's like. Uh, like yeah. I guess I'm gonna have to do something, and so he, that's when he started acting. acting. Well, yeah. the dollop did a thing. It wasn't specifically yeah. about Randall Tex Cobb, but it was a guy that he constantly was having a fight, and that guy's manager did that. Manager is the manager that got his like got shot in the crotch mm-hmm. or whatever and died. Yeah, Tim Anderson. Yeah, so the, the guys the the guy who shot him the the real boxer that yeah didn't want to take dives, but right, but he was yeah. getting paid to take dives, and he he didn't. Uh, Against Randall Tex Cobb, like yeah. a lot. So, like watching interviews with that guy, like he has this weird, like nervous laugh. Have you heard it? Uh-uh. It sounds fake as fuck. His laugh sounds fake. I put it in whatever one of the episodes I'm, we did in the past. I am now picturing Randall Tex Cobb giggling like one of the chipmunks. No, it's <laughs> like he'll just be like, <laughs> no, he'll he'll straight up just be like, yes, I'm, you know, blah 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 blah. Ah! <laughs> That's Anyways, fuck- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's fucking disturbing. It's like, fucking it's disturbing. The goddamn lone biker of the apocalypse just yeah. doing that every once in a while. Yep. Whew. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Randall Tex Cobb, pretty sinister individual in the first fucking yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. I a know pretty- he was in everything, but he was on MacGyver. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Of course. He was great MacGyver. He was also good in The Golden Child. Is that fight a good memory for you? <laughs> I-, I don't guess you caught the fight, Bill. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> no one gave you a chance at lasting 15. <laughs> yeah, I have good memories of that fight. I mean, you got the referee coming over in the eighth round asking me if I could see. Me asking him if he was still white. Now we got it all covered. Moving right along. <laughs> yeah, how's that for a rabbit hole? Fucking... <laughs> Welcome to the Randall Tex Cobb podcast. Yep. <laughs> Old West tax, it works. So the uh, the prisoner board of uh, commissioners, they recommend to the governor, James Peabody, to give Anton clemency, but it was turned down by the governor without any explanation. Oh, motherfuckers. These doesn't want to be soft on crime. Nope. Uh, others Flash campaigned for his release, uh, even his mother and Anton himself. Uh, Anton wrote an article for the Philadelphia North American uh, magazine there. Uh, which focused on art, and he had some of his drawings printed. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to find some. They were judged to be mostly okay. Ooh, 
right. <laughs> Mostly okay. Uh, Anton's story, though, attracted uh, Mrs. Madge Reynolds. She was the wife of a rich Denver oil executive. Uh, she was known in the philanthropic world. She took in orphans. I didn't know you had a father. I thought we are all orphans. She visited him in 1903 and took up his cause, though. So did the Denver Post and Frederick Bonfies. And it's uh, rumored that uh, Bonfies and um, Mrs. Reynolds were were doing it on the side. But, mm-hmm. uh, it seemed like he would get out. Uh, in July, Governor Peabody visited him in prison. But for whatever reason, he didn't grant him a pardon at that time. At the 10-year anniversary, though, Anton wrote an article for the Denver Post. He claimed he was drunk when he shot Smith. But with Mrs. Reynolds' help, uh, Anton was granted parole uh, September 2nd, 1905, after 12 years in prison. That was still better than 25. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Anton gets a new suit. That's what you get for going out of prison. They actually do have a picture of Anton. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not exceptional. Some... Oh, okay. It's like charcoal, kind of. Probably just pencil, but I mean, I've seen worse. Anton Wood fancied himself a proficient artist, a skill he taught himself while in prison, (laughs) while others judged him as merely average. (laughs) Is that written by the fucking uh, Republican also? (laughs) Boy, he's such a milquetoast average artist, and God, Christ, have you seen the root-crushing jaws (laughs) that his ape of a mother possesses? (laughs) Bitioka. So when you get out of prison, you get a new suit, $10, and a free train ticket to anywhere in Colorado, Yep, oh, which no. I would take right now. <laughs> but, well, yeah, you're going to tell them about the uh, the loophole? Every, well, everybody would just like go not that far away from the prison and then sell the rest of their train ticket mm-hmm. and then use that for usually drinking and... Wait, and, you can get it... Oh. Oh, I see. I see. You like get re- off it's early, like refundable. Yeah, get off early, and then you like sell the ticket to somebody else so they can get. All, well, all yeah, there. it'd be like, oh, I'm going. You'd you'd, you'd get a ticket. You'd aim to get a ticket to like way up in the as far away as you can, and then you actually just get off in Denver, and then so right. it's still got in Colorado's huge. So you still have like 400 miles of paid for stuff that you can then trade in for cash. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. And of course, some guys just took the money and just just stayed, got stayed, stayed, stayed in Canyon City and got drunk. Yeah, and ended up right back. <laughs> oh, God, it's got to be a gem of a town to live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a nice gorge to throw yep. things into. Big gorge. Yeah, I was hoping when they lynched the guy, they were going to do it off the gorge bridge. <laughs> you talk about heads popping off. I mean, it's. I can't. we looked it up the other day. I can't remember how tall Royal Gorge is, but it's fucking... Something like 1,000 feet or something I thought something it was crazy. more like 14, yeah. Oh. But Anton wanted to go to New York. Uh, he was inspired by prison reformer Maud Ballington Booth, who once had visited Canyon City. That's a fake name. Uh, she offered a free shelter at her Hope Halls across the country for released prisoners. Also found them jobs. Uh, Royal Gorge Bridge and Park. In 1929, this 1,260-foot-long suspension bridge was built across the 950-foot deep Royal Gorge. Okay, 950. Mm-hmm. It's still, you look look down and you'll see like uh, whitewater rafts. And they're, you know, tic-tac tiny. And it, and you're leaning up against the rail that's about, oh, I'd say on an average person, about up to your hips. I remember, like, uh, Darren's mom, like, oh, boys, back up against the rail so I can oh. take a picture. It was like. That's like, making me nervous just thinking about well, it. Well, I had to, like, force myself, like, like oh my grab, God, grab, grabbed onto it and then flipped around. Is that a walkover or a drive-over bridge? Both. 
and it's narrow. Fuck so so while you're walking across it, some elderly couple will come in their fucking Oldsmobile and, you know, make you press up against the rail. Oh, and fuck it, and, it, and, of course, it moves a bunch when there's a car. I think they only allow one car at a time on it. Oh, they have, like, a cable car that goes across, too? They supposedly do that. Every time I've been there, it's been out of order. They also have a thing where it's, like, um, holy shit, kind of like Space Mountain looking that shoots you down the side of the fucking cliff. But that was out of order, too. I've been up there, like, two or three times. Oh, yeah, look at that. Wow. Kind of want to go. Yeah. No, it's dope. So uh, he wanted to go to the Hope Halls in New York, but part of his parole, he had to go to the Roycroft Colony in East Aurora, New York. That doesn't sound as much fun as a Hope Hall. Uh, to learn a job skill, uh, Madge Reynolds helped pay for his room and board, but Anton didn't like it. Uh, he assumed the new name of Henry Howard. Why not Hank Henry? <laughs> But instead of art, he was doing hard labor. Mm. So he writes to Warden Claycorn and has to be moved. He wanted to go to New York City and hang out with Maud Ballington Booth and become a famous artist or something. Yeah. Well, like when they when he left prison, they ha- you have to write down like what your occupation is going to be. And he wrote a musician because all the categories were actually like, you know, blacksmith, carpenter. Like, oh, and okay. he's like, no, I'm a musician because he was. Vaguely good at uh, what violin? I oh, think. violin. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he learned. And he also writes to the governor in Colorado, and it was reprinted in the papers, and people were pissed off that this guy's complaining about yeah. being out of prison. Soft on crime. <laughs> uh, finally, he was approved uh, to move to New York City and moved into the Hope Hall. He works a few odd jobs, and then took off for the Hudson Valley, where all the famous landscape uh, painters painted. Yeah. Now he goes by Charles Henry Howard, and marries a violin student named Mabel Terry. Uh, he tells her his history, and she forgives him. Oh, nice. But basically, he's uh, a bookkeeper. Yeah, well, I also and like... paints on the side. When you were talking about that ill-fated letter where people are like, what are you bitching about, man? Even uh, even Mrs. Reynolds, like, uh, she read his thing. He's like, Anton is not a bad boy, but he's no genius, as he imagines. <laughs> One of his great <laughs> faults is his egotism. He thinks he towers above everyone else when, as a matter of fact, he's a plain, ordinary boy who has not had a chance to measure his talents with the world. I fear that his cleverness with the pencil, for instance, might be turned to some bad use after he secured his release. I think she's worried about him drawing porn. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, think about it. The motherfucker went into prison at, like, age 11. Yeah, yeah. Ostensibly 10, because he was in the system Mm. since he was fucking 10. Right. And, like, yeah, he never got to grow up. Right. Like a fucking real person. And he's surrounded by fucking criminals and shit his whole life. It's almost like it was a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah, almost <laughs> like that. <laughs> Jesus. So uh, basically, he's just a bookkeeper in New York. Uh, 1913, he kind of disappears and reappears five years later in Monotomy, Wisconsin. Uh, his father died in Wisconsin in 1905, so he probably moved there to support uh, his mother. Anton volunteers for WW1 in eight, 1918, but at age 36, he could have avoided the draft, though. But the army was desperate, so they took him in. But the war ends before he could be shipped out, though. <laughs> Darn. Don't worry. We'll have another one at some point. I uh, moved to Minneapolis in 1923. Again, a bookkeeper. Anton dies finally in 1950 of lung cancer. Whoa. Because he took up smoking when he was 10. Yeah, because he's in fucking, fucking prison. prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God damn it, dude. And drinking 10 cups of coffee. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he was 68. Uh, Mabel dies in 1974 at age 90. Whoa, that's his wife, right? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. 
And they are buried at the Crystal Lake Cemetery in Minneapolis. Crystal Lake? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know where uh, Jason Voorhees yeah. pops mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh Between 1880 and 1900, 19 states, not including Colorado, executed boys between 14 and 17. Fuck off. Uh, what's the quote from Caddyshack? There's a lot of, uh, well, badness in the world today. I see it in court every day. I've sentenced boys younger than you to the gas chamber. Didn't want to do it. Because I owed it to them. Oh, man. <laughs> Judge Smales, That's right. Like that. oh, God. Uh, the first juvie court was started in Chicago in 1899. And uh, 100 years later, we have Columbine. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to those kids? You know what happened to those kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anton Wood, boy murderer. That's it. There you go. Damn, dude. Damn. Yeah, you didn't see this one coming, did Fuck you? Fuck no. You're expecting some roping and wrangling. There was none to be had. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, fuck everybody. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that kid fucked up big time, but yeah. I, I just... Uh, no, I that's... so fucking that's bad a, for him, That's man. a little bastard of a kid where, like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to shoot you for your watch. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking... Hey, that's fucked up. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, some crappy parenting. I I'm, I get the impression that his parents were kind of English as a second language anyway. Yeah. Probably were having a hard time fitting in in the surrounding communities, didn't get a lot of opportunities. Yeah. You know, so it was hard to travel. They, like I said, I don't buy that he was eating that much because it doesn't seem Fuck like they no. had They didn't have that much. If, yeah, if his dad didn't have a fucking pocket watch, well, you're not eating pork and sauerkraut exactly. every day. You know? Exactly. Well, and I'm thinking like, oh, man. I'm surprised no, like the, the prosecuting attorney didn't be like, see, they had eight, seven other children. They're all dead. Probably because yeah. of him. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he killed them all. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? In the womb. Well, it was more like that. Seven other children, but these semi-humans cannot <laughs> raise a litter. So like... <laughs> Fuck. It's a miracle this boy even survived. Yeah, and th- well, that's the other thing. It's a big chunk of, like, the racism b- baked into America where yep. it's just like, oh, they're foreigners. Fuck them. Yep. Like, they don't get to be part of our bridge club or yeah, whatever. I mean, well, outsiders. And it's always been, you know, it, it slowly, cha- you know, it's like, you know, first they, you know, like the Irish and black right. folks and then the Italians and then yep. Polish and then, you know, now now, now we're on to mostly what uh, Mexicans and people from the Mideast mostly or, yeah. or people and from right America. Yeah, we're robots. Well, they don't have any rights because we all see how that turns out in sci-fi movies. Yeah. Except for Johnny Five because he got his citizenship. That's true, oh, yeah. yeah. And he joined a sweet-ass gang. Yep. But see if we keep on letting the T-800 cross our southern borders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, fucking Hell 9000 will steal all our uh, our tech jobs and then cut off your air. <laughs> all right. Oh, God damn it. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Now I gotta watch out for my fucking daughter. Yep. No guns. That's a steadfast rule. No. Not until she's 12. If you'd have taught her gun safety, like, you know, the the first rule of gun safety is don't point your gun at anything you don't want to destroy. And Anton said he didn't want to kill the man. But he had to. Had, we had to, yeah. Yeah, so then see. That's, that sh- he should have been let off because of that. Right. He didn't least, want to. At least he had to. a good gold watch or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, and plus a shotgun. It's Well, it's a video game. Like, uh, you know, you start out with a crappy pistol and you got to, like, pick up inventory. And, you yeah. Know, that's, he's, he needed to level up, so he needed that shotgun. Yeah. They're just they're just mad because uh, these guys just don't, don't believe that eSports is real. You know what I mean? Right. That's what this is. Fuck you, Fucking Future's here, old man. Yeah, like, well, yeah. Ooh, violent video games. Ooh. Yeah, 
Yeah, there were never any murders before <laughs> video games came along. Yeah, no <laughs> it's all that fucking coffee and pork. <laughs> you know what that leads to? Soon he's going to be drawing pornography. Yep. Mm-hmm. Marrying ducks. It's a slippery, slippery slope. Slippery slope, exactly. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, guys. Speaking of guns, uh, we should probably go out. In a... Hail? Of... Uh, gold watch fire? What? Uh, no. Boo. Cr- crappy 10-year-old musket fire. Yeah. Crappy 10-year-old musket fire. 